Well, good to have you with us on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you on EWTN Radio. First show of the week, it is the Feast of St. Maximilian Kolbe. It is uh, the day before the Great Feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So we're celebrating a lot of things here, and we have your uh, listenership. We're grateful for that, and we would love your participation as well as we talk about today. What was your lemonade stand when you were growing up meaning what did you do to raise a few little coins to buy some candy or uh, an extra soda or something like that 833-288-3986 hey debbie hello jerry so quote unquote lemonade stand Mm -hmm. um not literally although you can tell us if you made some special uh summertime drink to to make money when you were a kid that would be fun Uh, a real uh um lemonade stand um but most of us did something kind of creative that we'd like to do a hobby or something and we thought hmm i can make a little money doing this um and so could you share with us what was your lemonade stand how did you get really creative and use some of your gifts and talents at an early age to make a little bit of cash or maybe you had a special camp you wanted to go to or or something of that nature and you um you know really dedicated to um you know can collecting or something like that Uh, you know you know how they did that back in the day jerry i don't even know Mm -hmm. if that's done anymore. Marty did. He went and collected all these, uh, I guess, aluminum cans or whatever for a basketball camp. And he was able to go after he did that. And so did you ever do something like that? We want to hear the details because it it inspires others to use those, that creative side and really um, be able to provide something to someone else, uh, um, uh, an actual product or even a service of some kind, you know, maybe you did babysitting, something like that. So here's the number. 833-288-3986. I did so many things. I actually did at times have an actual lemonade stand. The thing is, though, I was thinking back on this and I, I put it, I set it up on a place where people, there was no room for people to stop and pull over. <laughs> so Aww. that wasn't very bright of me. So I had a lot of lemonade left over to drink. But um, yeah, folks, maybe you mowed lawns. Maybe like mm-hmm. me, I, I mean, I mowed lawns. I delivered the newspaper locally in my community. I, uh, I peeled cascara bark. I saved copper tubing. So, and, you know, I wanted to buy, say, a bicycle or, you know, like you said, it, it could be anything. Anything you wanted to do, go to, go to a camp of some kind. Paper Just route. Paper route, yeah. Mm-hmm. So today the question is, what was your quote-unquote lemonade stand? How did you make a little bit of a pocket change when you were growing up? 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. Three nine eight six. So don't feel bad, Jerry. Um, I talk about Kristen all the time. You know, she grew up uh, three houses away from where I lived. There was two houses in between, and um, uh, we grew up on a very busy street in New Jersey. Uh, the the cars came very very fast down our street, and we did the same thing, Jerry. We actually set up a lemonade stand. We thought we had a great recipe, uh, but there was no nowhere <laughs> nowhere at all for people to stop, and they just um, would beep their horn and wave at us and we had a lot of lemonade left over. So we gave it to the neighbors. Um, but we did the same thing. We, 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 don't, we weren't thinking about parking. We were just thinking about mm-hmm. setting up the lemonade stand. <laughs> 
Wow, yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Um, calls are coming in already. That is great. That means Matt Gubensky, our call screener, is busy. We'd love to give, have you give him something to do, but in, in answering it's your Charles call Beery. as well. Or Charles Beery. Okay, Charles mm-hmm. is on the phones today. Jeff Burson on social media, uh, Ace McKay, our producer. Just wondering what kinds of things did you do when you were growing up to make a little bit of change, to buy yourself a special something? Did your parents help you out with that? Um what, what kind of creative things did you do? I mentioned several that I did. 833-288-3986. It's 833-288-EWTN. So, Jerry, um, Kristen and I, we, we actually did do some, of the, back in the day, those macrame bracelets, those rope bracelets, mm-hmm. and we got quite uh, good at it. Um, they had um, little... Um, uh, you know, added features to them and designs and colors and everything. And people actually gave us a couple bucks for those bracelets. However, they took a lot of time um, and we got bored and we moved on to other things. But so we, you know, we had some great ideas, some business ideas when we were very young. We also thought, Kristen and I also thought about opening up a hair salon when we were little kids and nobody would, would, would let us, um, you know, experiment on their mm. hair so really? that yeah it didn't work out very good my mother used to go to the to the hair salon on a regular basis and we had said we said to her mom please let us just try to do your hair and she said no way <laughs> <laughs> seriously she really did she thought yeah. that was, she thought it was silly of us to even set up a barber chair yeah well you know when we're kids we, we have these grandiose ideas and and Maybe think we're, we can do some things that perhaps we can't do, but I like yeah. that. That was a that was a great uh, initiative on your part. Well, I, we thought we'd be creative. We tried to, you know, we had fun back in the day. We we got that's the thing that I think we're missing in this day and age. We are we are constantly entertained. Would you agree with this, Jerry? We're constantly entertained by our gadgets rather than using our creative juices to really explore and do fun things. Remember, we used to build, you know, forts outside, and and we and we used to go down into the basement of my home in New Jersey, and we built a whole apartment downstairs with pillows and cushions and all sorts of things and did you ever do that and and yeah. and sheets we'd hang sheets from the ceiling and, and separate rooms like it was an apartment mm-hmm. very nice yeah i'll bet you had a lot of fun doing that we did we yeah. did those that's back in the day the good old days we <laughs> the call good it old days <laughs> all right take two family it's yours to run with here on this monday broadcast 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six. Very simple question. Just think back when you were a, a kid growing up. What was your quote unquote lemonade stand? Maybe it actually was like a lemonade stand, a Kool Aid stand, soft drinks. Maybe uh, you you mowed lawns for a living. Um, maybe you delivered papers. Um, you know what were the things that you did that helped you have a little bit of change in your your pocket? Maybe you got an allowance, but you also wanted to augment mm-hmm. that a little bit with some extra coins, and so you took the initiative and did some kind of an entrepreneurial uh, endeavor, a project. Eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. I love that Ace McKay said this. This is so sweet. Um, he said, I sold bubble gum for a quarter a piece to have arcade money. Hmm. That that's very ingenious. I love that. I love bubblegum. I would have bought I would have bought it from him. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, we need we need you to call in now and tell us your lemonade stand. Okay? Come on, you guys. It's a take two family. Let's go. 833 288 3986 
the calls are coming in, and we're going to get to email and social media as well, I'm sure, on this broadcast of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. We are asking you, what was your quote-unquote lemonade stand? What would you do as a kid to, uh, to raise a little money as you were growing up? 833-288-3986. We'll start with Mary in Cleveland right after I tell you that there's a summer reading special book available from the EWTN Religious Catalog. It is called What Color is Heaven? And the EWTNRC has great summer reading for kids. What Color is Heaven? It's a scriptural picture book that's visually stunning, revealing brilliant colors found in the Bible. And it's one of many great summer reading suggestions for kids from EWTN Religious Catalog. For more information, just visit EWTNRC.com today. Okay, so you don't have to be Catholic to call into this show. We are a live call-in show, a safe platform for all of us to come together and share our experiences of life. And we're asking you to share your experience of the quote-unquote lemonade stand, okay? That thing that you did as a kid to make extra money or you got very creative or maybe it was the start of your lifetime of your career. Wow, that's that's kind of cool. I've, I've known people that, that thought of a, of, of a big dream when they were very little, and now they're 50, 60 years old, and they're still working in that same profession. That is exciting. Call us and tell us, will you? 833-288-3986. As promised, Mary is up first in Cleveland listening on The Rock. Hi, Mary. Welcome. Hi. So, what, how are you? you do? Doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. Glad to hear that. Oh, I got to tell you what I did for a little extra money. Um, I went to the dime store mm-hmm. and got me a frame and a needle and a whole bunch of loops and made me some potholders hmm. wow. yeah I used to make me all those? kinds of potholders and um, I would sell them about 10 cents each and boy when I made that dollar I thought I was swinging <laughs> <laughs> well we, we were doing quite well Mary, all of us, when we were kids, if we, if we raised an extra dollar or two, in fact, I was, I just was reminded that one of my stepdads gave me, uh, we used to get a quarter for every base that we got in Little League Baseball, so if you hit a double, you get 50 cents, but uh, did you have quite a, a good market for these, Mary? Were there a lot of people who bought these from you? Um, sort of, yeah, those people who knew you. Right. Mm. Mary, do you still have some of these potholders? No, no, I don't have the frame or anything. I don't think they even sell them anymore. Hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. That is so cool. What me? I, I guess my, my question, are you into cooking? Uh, no. <laughs> no, okay, wow. So what made you think of that? Did somebody like a grandparent or an aunt have, have an interest in that? No, just uh, my cousins were doing it. And okay, gotcha. I thought I'd... Uh, you know, compete with them. Oh, very good. Very good. Always a good, healthy competition. Right, Mary? Mm-hmm. Yes. Was there something in particular you were kind of saving money for? Did you have your eye on something that made you want to earn a little bit of extra change? Oh, um, you know, a candy bar that was only 10 cents and uh, bubble gum and something like that. The, the sweetie stuff, you know? <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the things kids want, right? Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, Mary. Thanks for being up first here on the program today. We appreciate that. Yeah, She's so sweet, beautiful. Debbie. Yeah, that so was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love calls like that. So, so, so genuine. Okay, so Pam, uh, you're up next. San Antonio, Texas on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Pam. Good morning. How are you? Great. I'm going to be in your city on Friday for the uh, Fullness of Truth Conference on Miracles. Wherever you are, there's a glow in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pam. I don't know where that came from, but, but that I love you guys very much. We love you, too. Thank you. Yeah. The, the thing that I did to raise money, it kind of harkens to where I went with the rest of my life, but um, I grew up and I became a fashion and jewelry illustrator, um, did newspaper advertising for stores that I worked for and so forth. But I earned money as a kid drawing paper dolls and uh you know with little different clothing outfits and so forth for them and um the the little friends that i had always liked them and um they were they you know wanted to buy some from me i never sold them for very much but i can remember like it was yesterday sitting in in a, a study hall and drawing dolls and drawing clothes and this person would want them or that person would want them and it was just so much fun so yeah, it was it was a really cool uh, a thing to do, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I I imagine that many people today don't even know what paper dolls are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was kind of thinking about that. I'm old enough to remember, but um, you, I think you mentioned Pam that 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 had kind of a connection to what you've chosen as a career. I think you were saying is that is that right? Yeah, I did. Uh, I mean, I always loved to draw, and I love fashion and. Um, that's what I did, uh, for the bulk of my, uh, employment career and loved it dearly. So, uh, so much has changed in that world though, as far as advertising is concerned. There's very few people that actually draw, sit down and draw, illustrate, uh, fashion. Most of it's done, uh, on computer with uh, programs and stuff. But anyway, it was, it was certainly, it brought me a lot of joy and, uh, friends really enjoyed them and we would play dolls together and stuff using our paper dolls. So I have to tell you, Pam, I have three older sisters, and they were born um, very close together, all three of them. And I just always heard stories constantly that they used to sit underneath the dining room table with their paper dolls and their boxes pulled out with everything. And they used to do the same thing. And I, when I was born, I was right on the cusp of the paper dolls still being around, but then it transitioned into, you know, more uh, modern way of, 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 you know, playing with, um, you know, um, the dolls and all that and dressing them up and all kinds of things like that. So I, I have experienced experienced all of that. And it's so amazing. You got me thinking, I just went down memory lane and it's just, I just love the, the sense of that time passed in such a beautiful way. And, and it was, it was exploring such, such uh, dreaming that was just so, uh, I think so innocent for children. Do, would, would you agree? Do you remember the, I remember it was so innocent back then. I well, absolutely, in so many ways. But you're talking about dreaming and how fashion and you know playing with the dolls and stuff. I can remember, you know, looking through magazines or watching movies on TV and stuff, and 
seeing fashions and being inspired by them. And um, in in fact, um, one of the other things that I did was as I grew up, I loved the movies of the day and I would always know that that was a movie that I would want to watch if it had gowns by Ori Kelly or one of the famous right, designers. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, that would indicate I want to watch that movie because the fashions are going to be really cool. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, wow. yeah, it, was a, it was a different time. <laughs> It was. And, and, and as a lot of people are thinking, oh, I wish we could go back to that time. So, you know, by I think by having conversations like that, you know, a lot of the kids nowadays, they're into the whole retro thing. And I think it's wonderful. I love I love bringing back um, uh, the golden days, the, the wonderful days where it just just it was it was so it was so uh, classic and and polite, and it had so many uh, things that we could learn, so many great virtues, right, that we can build on. I just thought it was amazing. Pam, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Have thank a great you. day, Pam. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, great conversation so far here on Take Two. We need your contribution. We'd love to hear from you. If you had a special, unique, creative way, maybe it wasn't so unique or creative, but you just told your mom or your dad, your parents, you said, I want to Build up, put, up, put up a lemonade stand, or I want to mow some lawns or deliver papers or babysit or something like that. How did you mm-hmm. earn that? You know, maybe maybe you got a little bit of an allowance, but you needed a little bit more to buy that bicycle or that dollhouse or whatever it was mm-hmm. that you wanted as a kid. I made enough money babysitting and working at, our, at a restaurant in our area um, to buy my first car. Is that right? I did. I made enough. I saved and saved and wow. saved, and I just, yeah. Yeah. And then I bought the car without even telling my parents. I told them like after I bought the car, they said, how did you know how to do that? I said, the guy was really nice. He helped me. <laughs> and my and my dad said, can I check it out at least? And he and, and I said, yeah, dad, go ahead. And then they said, yeah, you did a good thing. It was smart. Nice. <laughs> well, here's how you get involved in the conversation. A number of different ways. You call 833-288-3986. Three nine eight six. You email take two at ewtn.com. You can post on social media. The uh, video streams are on Facebook and YouTube. Waving at you guys. Uh, so do make that call right now. Tell us how you made money as a kid. Eight three three. Two eight eight three nine eight six. Let me just clarify something, folks. I was very young. I was a teenager. I only made a verbal uh, deal with the person that was selling the car. Obviously, my parents had to go back and help me with everything and sign everything and do everything. But I don't recommend that. Always get permission before you uh, negotiate any any deals for cars uh, from your pa- with your parents. Always bring your parents in. Um, and I referenced. I re- I mentioned um, San Antonio and the fullness of truth, Jerry. I just wanted to say for folks, there's still time to register. It's this weekend and it's in San Antonio. It's uh, Miracles Do Happen. There's a huge list of speakers. Uh, Adam Bly is going to be there, Father Carlos Martins and others. It's going to be amazing. Edward Shree. Uh, It's just amazing. Uh, Miracles Do Happen. Uh, You can register at fullnessoftruth.org and it's in San Antonio this weekend. So I will not be on the show on Friday. I will be flying to San Antonio. Wow. I know you've been looking forward to this. You've been talking about it for a long time. Very much. Well, you know, I get to speak on Blessed Carlo Acutis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. Okay. Brian, first time caller in San Angelo, Texas, is listening on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, Brian. Hello there. Good morning. Good morning. Why, uh, the uh, screener, Matt, said it was okay to tell you all this. I had... Uh, 
a, a little stand, and uh, my dad helped me make a sign. It said, a swift kick in the butt, one dollar. Hmm. That was my dad's did, idea. Did any <laughs> did anyone pay for this, Brian? Business was terrible. Uh, I don't understand because everybody I knew needed what I was selling. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're probably right about that. You know, we could all use a little bit of awakening, uh, wake wake up call of some kind. Mm-hmm. But I'm not surprised, Debbie, that business was slow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I certainly wouldn't be paying a dollar for that, Brian. But I, I, I appreciate your uh, messaging. I think your messaging um, can say a lot because you know Jerry and I were both life coaches, and you know sometimes we do need that little, you know, kind of um, shot in the arm or that inspiration or that wake up call, right? And to really get us back on track and to um, get us to start um, um, being aware of things and, and, and living life. So um, yeah, I appreciate your, your creative side, but it does, it's, it's probably no shock that nobody uh, took you up on that. Plus a dollar is a lot of money. <laughs> I think for people to stop it, right? Yeah, maybe so. for a quarter, Brian, you would have gotten more business. Thanks, Brian, go. for joining Thanks, us Thanks, Brian. Here. That was sweet. Appreciate that. Let's go to Deborah, also another, another first-time caller in Valdosta, Georgia, listening on Sirius XM 130. Welcome, Deborah. Hi, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to mention, I think it's, you know, you can create, you can be an entrepreneur when you're a young boy, young mm-hmm. child, young girl. You can go to that neighbor's house and say, what do you need help doing? I need money. I want to work for you. And I'm saying this because I grew up on a farm in, in South Georgia. My earliest job was walking behind a tobacco harvester, picking up the leaves that people might drop as they harvested the, the tobacco. Mm-hmm. From there, I went to hanging in the barn, putting the sticks into the barn, and later to stringing. But that was the way that I paid for all of my 4-H camps. And also how I bought my school clothes. So I really encourage parents to say, go to your neighbors and say, what do you need me to do? Tell those kids to get out and say, I want to work. What can I do to help you? Mm -hmm. And I think it's a good way to uh, instill an entrepreneurial attitude in those children. I'm still an entrepreneur. Um, I live on the farm that I grew up on, and I'm still farming. Wow, beautiful. Praise God. I'm hanging up here because I'm so uncomfortable with it. Okay, Deborah. You're wonderful, Deborah. Yeah. I just, have to, I just have yeah. to say that I agree with Deborah, and it's, it's a bit shocking to me that people aren't doing that, young kids aren't doing that, because we have so many folks that are living alone these days in their homes, and they could use some help with, uh, you know, trimming or, or, or picking up weeds or mowing grass or doing something or, or you know, and I, it's unfortunate. Um, in our neighborhood, Jerry, um, Marty had hurt his back. And he asked uh, the neighbor kids, uh, teenage boys, if they would just help this one time pick up weeds because we have an HOA. We live in an HOA, um, Homeowners Association. And the, the boys said, sure, Mr. Giorgiani, no problem. And the next thing we know, the dad was down at our house picking up the weeds. Hmm. Yeah. And the boys didn't? They were there. But oh, the dad there. did okay. all the work. Huh. Yeah. And so it was so awkward. 
because obviously we weren't going to pay the dad. So it was just strange. The whole thing was. So I, I would I, I would hope that kids could do that, you know, go b- back out and see, do you need help? And I think people are most willing to, to help kids out in that way. Let them actually earn it. I don't know that a lot of kids do that in these days. I'd love to hear from parents to see if your kids are still you know, doing creative things to raise a little bit of pocket change. Call us up on this topic today, 833-288-3986. We are so glad you're with us. We're going to get to your social media comments. We'll check email too in a moment. Asking you, what did you do when you were a kid growing up to make a little extra money? Did your parents help you out with that? Did you co- collaborate with your siblings? What kind of an entrepreneurial uh, a project did you come up with to make that pocket change? 833-288-3986. And by the way, congratulations going out to another longtime member of the EWTN radio family. Good friends of ours at Annunciation Radio. They have five FM stations in northern Ohio celebrating their 13th year with us at EWTN. So congratulations to Dave Asheris and his team at Annunciation Radio from all of us at EWTN. Mm-hmm. And Debbie, Beautiful. you're on there once a week, aren't you? Yes, on Fridays for the Word of the Day. And actually, Annunciation Radio is having a one-day uh, appeal tomorrow, the whole day. So I will oh. be co-hosting with Dave Asheris. So I'll Maybe. thank him uh, again from and congratulate him from all of us um, at EWTN and, and of course take two. Um, okay. So we're getting a lot of YouTube and social media coming in. You guys are so creative. I love the take two family. I mean, things from, uh, pot holders to lemonade stands to delivering vegetables and stuff like that. I think that is so, that is brilliant, but let's hear what Andrew has to say, Jerry and Andrew's in Tiffin, Ohio on John Paul, the great radio. Hi, Andrew. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Actually, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon for <laughs> I'm you. I'm a little yeah. nervous. Um, oh, don't, oh, don't be. We're very friendly, Andrew. Yeah. Um, well, as a kid, we had no, numerous different jobs, but uh, my dad, uh, when we were of age, he, we all had uh, paper routes, uh, my brothers and I. We earned money that way, and I got enough money that I bought my first bicycle with it, and... Uh, and even before that, we, my dad raised, uh, he had a big garden, and he raised, uh, like, decorative gourds. And in the fall, we would uh, pick the gourds, and my dad, we'd put them in baskets, and we'd go to the neighbors and around the neighborhood, and we'd sell them, like, for a dime a piece or, or three for a quarter. And uh, so that was a way we'd make pocket change. A lot of it was spent on probably candy and stuff, but we took a trip as kids and we all had to earn our the money we took to spend. We went to Washington, D.C. Um, when we were younger, and we all had to earn our own money. So between our paper routes and doing that, uh, the, selling the vegetables and gourds, we, uh, we made our own money. Mm-hmm. And then also the one thing that was kind of cool that we did was... Um, we had a big, uh, we called it the orchard, but we made our own uh, uh, little golf course. We used tin cans, we dug holes and we, in the ground, and we put tin cans in, and then we lined the fairways with, uh, with bricks, and we made our own golf, golf clubs, and we used golf balls, but we 
made our own golf clubs out of pipes and stuff. And the neighbor kids would come down, and we would, uh, and we would have you know sell like nine holes for a nickel, or they could golf eighteen for for a dime. And uh, so that's what we did. It was it was fun. I think back of those days, and it was it was it was a lot of fun to do. And we had a big neighborhood full of kids, and mm-hmm. it's a lot different than it is today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Andrew, you started off this call say, uh, saying that you were a little nervous. And then as you started uh, going down memory lane, you can hear the energy in your voice and the excitement and you and you and how much you appreciate those 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 times that you spent being creative, especially with the golf course. I think that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Andrew, it's interesting what you just said. I, as you were talking about all of this uh, creativity in action. I'm thinking to myself, this has to have helped you um, in your adult years. Am I correct? I mean, these things that you did as a kid, that have they have they been a benefit to you? Especially the paper route. Uh, the you know it taught the guy the the man who was our our man the manager. He taught us a lot. You know, taught us how to count out money, how to keep track of different things. We had responsibility that we had to get the papers there on time. I mean, we pulled a wagon around on Sundays and had, you know, 120 customers. And when it mm-hmm. rained, once in a while, my dad would take us, but we had tarps on the wagons and we, uh, you know, we were, had to do it ourselves. Sure. So we learned and, and yeah, it taught you, you know, that you had to, you know, you were on your own, but my my dad was always there to help us if we needed help. Right. But, yeah. Right. But you, but your it, dad didn't do the route for you, right? You guys did it. No, we pulled the wagons, and if it was really bad in the winter time, he would he would sometimes take us around, or if we had somewhere to go during the day, because it usually took us, a, you know, a couple hours, two and a half, maybe three hours to do the route, and. Uh, and so if we had to go somewhere, he would maybe take us around. And my brothers, we would, you know, go get out of the car and deliver the papers that way. But we uh, we did it on our own. Mm-hmm. Andrew, you are bringing up many memories of mine. My very first job was a paper route. Um, I actually got, got a job at a grocery store starting when I was 12 all, through, all the way through high school, so I kind of stopped doing the little uh, onesie-twosie fundraiser things for myself. But I just remember, you know, so many things that I think I benefited from doing, especially the paper route, you know, because there's it, it requires discipline. You know, you have to be on the job when you're supposed to be there. People want their newspapers. And I remember Sunday, it was in the morning. Weekdays, it was in the afternoon, but Sundays, it was in the morning. And my mother would wake me up probably about 4, 4, 4, 30 in the morning and we would go out and do that so um it just it really does teach you things that are valuable in life and in addition to making that little bit of extra coin you know so uh you've you've really jogged some memories for me today andrew well this this was uh when i heard the subject i thought i i i wanted to call in just to yeah. you know mm-hmm. to kind of relive some of the memories mm-hmm. absolutely it- Andrew, I have to I have to just share. You, it sounds like you had a really good and cool dad. Did you? Yeah, he was. I mean, mm-hmm. he worked worked a lot, and uh, they sent us to Catholic school, and we. Uh, but we had to, you know, earn our own because you know it was uh, uh, hard for him, uh, you know, and you know there was like there was eight of us. So, oh wow! Uh, so we we 
had to earn our own way sometimes. So, but it was it was good, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. was good, a good mm-hmm. man. Oh, he's he's no longer with us. He met the Lord already. No, mm-hmm. no yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, you're blessed. You're blessed. You have great memories of your father. That's wonderful. And eight children. Wow. Where do you rank at a curiosity? Where do you rank in the family? Third youngest. Third youngest. Okay. Good deal. Very good. Thank you, Andrew. Please call us again. Thank you so much. That was a great call. Eight children. Wow. That's a lot of uh, lemonade stands. <laughs> that's a lot of mouths to feed, and too. I mean, that's yeah. amazing. Blessings. I mean, I love big families. I came from a big family. You came from a big family. Marty came from a big family. We love big families. They're just beautiful. Okay, uh, let's hear what Dan has to say. Uh, first time caller in Springfield, Massachusetts, listening on our friends at the Station of the Cross. Hi, Dan. Hello. Welcome. Can you hear me? Okay. Just fine. Yep. Great, great, great. I'm going to try to talk fast because I'm on a cell phone and I'm watching the battery level go down. <laughs> but uh, the previous caller, the paper route thing is how actually I started. Uh, started with a local newspaper, which only was printed twice a week. And that wasn't enough for me. So I moved up from that. I took on the Grit magazine. I don't know if any of you are familiar with that. I did the Grit magazine, and then I moved up to the top of the line, the TV Guide, (laughs) and earned quite a bit of money, and I used it. 90% of it was used to buy the clothing that I wanted when I was still in uh, elementary school, junior high, whatever. And uh, my parents did help because they fed me, provided me with a place to live. And my transportation was a bicycle, which I got for Christmas. So mm-hmm. it, it helped me, and I enjoyed it, and I learned quickly how to manage money. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, manage money, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing that you learn. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. I love that. Where where did you grow up, Dan? Did You, you didn't grow up in Springfield, did you? No, I... You caught that pretty quick. I don't sound like I'm from No, I grew up right outside of Durham, North Carolina. Okay. 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 Beautiful, beautiful Southern accent you have, sir. That is awesome. Um, Wow. You know, as you got to talking, I just have to share something. I think Jerry can relate to this, Jerry. Um, um, I grew up in a big family, Dan, and in your call, and then Andrew before you, um, you know, sharing about how parents kind of stepped in. My parents never stepped in, never. I mean, when we used to tackle these things, they're like, good luck, find your way, you know, figure out how to get to the store, get the supplies, you know, good luck, tell us, tell us how you did. <laughs> so something was wrong in our family. My parents never got involved. You're very blessed, Dan. Well, I was number one. So oh. they got, you know, after, after the third one, they probably got tired <laughs> yeah. and told the others, Tell the others, hey, do it on your own. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Dan. That's yeah, it. Was, That's the problem. I was, okay. one, I was number one out of four. Okay. Wow. Well, Dan, for those are, who are familiar with it, which includes me, what, what it is, what is or was Grit Magazine? I had not heard of it before. It was almost, uh, it's hard to say, it was almost like a small almanac. But it's uh, there is now on TV, there is a grit channel, which mm. mostly runs uh, old westerns. 
And oh. uh, but you can Google it; it's still in existence. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's even put out as a publication anymore. I think it's an online thing or something, something like that. But it was a a little magazine that would put out years ago, and it was quite popular. And uh, so I was doing the newspaper, which only printed twice a week, and the grit and the TV guide. And uh, I lived. Luckily, I lived in an area that had several mobile home parks mm-hmm. close together. So that was almost a captive audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you grow up in, and uh, did you grow up to be a salesman, Dan? No, I did not. I grew up, I finished high school, and Uncle Sam sent me a personal invitation mm-hmm. uh, to come and join the military. <laughs> and uh, I served my time during Vietnam. I was I was called for Vietnam, but I didn't have to go at the last minute. And then I came back home. Uh, went to community college, uh, became a paramedic, went to work in construction, became a safety engineer, and then I moved on to procurement manager and uh, purchasing, and then I retired, and I'm living as best of the retired life as I can right now. Wow. Varied career, Dan, and all sounds like very all very... Um you know, noteworthy positions that you've held. So we are grateful that you called in today, shared what you did, especially about, uh, you know, making money with those magazines and the newspaper route and things like that. Um, yeah, wow, what a what a beautiful life it sounds like he's lived. Oh, yeah, and, mil- and military, that's amazing. What a great call. Thank you so much, Dan. That was wonderful. Call us again because you were a first-time caller. Never again. That was it. Now you got to be a regular caller to take two. Okay. Pam said on YouTube, hi, Pam, we're waving to you. I made and sold those weaved hot pads. I remember those vividly. Um, although they were great. I still have one actually for pots and I pushed, um, I put, I pushed and mowed lawns. Oh, yards with a little blade mower. Oh, that's, that's difficult to do, Pam. It was fun. Well, I don't know how much fun it is in New Jersey. The the blades of grass are very thick and you could only get like a couple feet and you were, you were just tired, like exhausted. <laughs> it was unbelievable. So, yeah. so Pam, it sounds like fun, but sounds like a lot of hard work too. Mm-hmm. Colin says, I used to jump on a vegetable van delivering potatoes and other produce. Got about two pounds at the end of the night. I then pumped gas when I was 15. I got a dollar fifty an hour. Colin, we were in about the same position. I got a dollar seventy-five an hour when I started my job at that grocery store when I was twelve. Uh, Carlos says my dad has a remodeling business and would take me to work in the summers when I was little. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've learned so much. I'm so thankful to him because now I'm remodeling my own home and saving so much money. That's from mm-hmm. Carlos mm-hmm. on YouTube. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, let's hear what uh, Chris has to say. Jerry in Hudson, Massachusetts, listening on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Chris. Welcome. Hi, hi, Debbie. Hi, Jerry. Um, yeah, I'm calling. This is my second time calling. And um, mine did start off with a lemonade stand. And hey. it evolved into being living on a lake. It evolved into selling night crawlers, earthworms, oh, to fishing wow. enthusiasts. Nice. And I used to paint my own signs. It was, I was selling them for 30 cents a dozen at the beginning. And I can remember many times getting knocks at the door on a Saturday morning, having to get them, you know, go out to, out to the side to get them out of the buck, the yeah, wooden crate I had them in. And um, then I upped it to, eventually, over the years, it went up to 75 cents a dozen, slowly. Um, 
But yeah, then another thing I did was my brothers used to deliver the newspaper. So I created my own newspaper of news that was in the local neighborhood. And I, made, I called it the Lakeside News. And I would go door to door. And the thing was, I was typing it by hand. So every, if I typed up three papers, I had to tape every single page. There were no such thing as carbon copies in my day. So I would type them all up by hand and carry them door to door and say, would you like to buy a paper for 10 cents? You know, and, and people would buy it just to read what was happening in the neighborhood, you know, just lo- local stuff. And um, what I was going to mention is also my dad worked for IBM, and my brothers used to get the IBM cards. I don't know if you're familiar with what those look like from the ages ago, but mm-hmm. they would fold the tips and staple them, and then they would take all the cards and make them into a circular pattern with a, um, what do you call it, a paper plate, and they would spray paint them, either gold or red, and sell them as wreaths from door to door in the wintertime. Wow. But those are the kind of things that we, yeah, that was, that was just the fun stuff that we used to do in our neighborhood over the years. And, uh, mm. But yeah, I just wanted to share that. But yeah, yeah my, my favorite, my my claim to fame was the Nightcrawler one. <laughs> right. and, um, Sounds like. But it. I did that for a number of years until my back started to bother me as a kid, you know. And it's like, well, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And you we ha- actually you, raised the bait. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, you had to dig up the worms, correct? Yes. You, well, you go out at night after it rains with a flashlight, and oh. you go trying to get them, you know. And I used to have to get permission to other people's yards to use because my yard eventually ran out of worms. So I had to take them from other people's yards, <laughs> asking them if it was okay. And I built in their backyard with a flashlight in a bucket trying to catch them and before oh they go back goodness. into the ground. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um, the wow. last year I had them, I was at 75 cents a dozen. And we actually, my mom and I, raised a baby robin and fed it worms from, the, from my, my, my bucket, you know, basically the, my, my crate. And the bird eventually got strong enough and was independent enough that he finally eventually flew away. So we actually were able to raise a robin and set him free. And he visited us a couple times, and we knew it was him. He'd show back Mm -hmm. up in the yard, and then he flew away again. Hmm. But, yeah, that's our story. And then, like I said, I hung up the earthworms to go actually deliver the newspaper. Right, right. So, so Chris, as you were speaking, a lot of the Take Two family members and our ministry team were sending in messages saying that this, this is a pretty amazing call. And you, and one of the messages came in saying, this, this caller is a good hard worker. You sure are. That's amazing. Um, but I have to tell you, you know, we always, we always kind of joke around here on Take Two because we, we like to, you know, keep everybody a part of the family and, 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 and just have a sense of humor and, and really inspire others and encourage others. And so we have this thing called like virtual awards. Well, I, I want to give you a virtual award today for this story, because I think having to type that, that, that local newsletter, uh, was absolutely incredible. I mean, did you go into that, um, t- line of work? Like, are you a journalist? Are you a teacher? Are you, do you do anything like that? Cause that's amazing for you to think of that at a young age, to keep all of the neighbors, uh, aware of what was going on in the neighborhood and then to type that out, um, for each neighbor i think it's that is amazing i really wish i had a copy of that because i Hmm. gave them all away and i mean i started off making i think at the first time i went out in circulation there were five of them and after a while i'm like i can't keep typing this not you know two papers now i'm not a single paper is the same as you know even though i've typed the same story Mm -hmm. but i got down to where i was only making three and people would be looking forward to seeing it i only did it probably maybe five times over the course of the summer but it was just a fun thing to do and, I mean, those simple stories like, you know, so-and-so's dog, you know, got lost and, they, you know, they found him at another, on another street, you know, yeah. stuff like that. It was just little kid stuff. Yeah. But it and made the news, in my version, yeah. No, that's fantastic, Chris. You, you have a lifetime, it sounds like, of thinking outside the box. And mm-hmm. uh, that is really, that is, that is beautiful. I'm sure that it's all served you well as you've mm-hmm. uh, grown up and, and had whatever career you had. 
Yeah. And you've got a big heart, Chris. You were helping yeah. others with fishing and the bird and then keeping your neighbors aware. So it sounds like you're really big on, on, on being um, a, a help to others. The biggest challenge was back in the day was having to cut open cans because there weren't a lot of cans around, you know, and having to cut the tops off to use them as cans for bait, mm, like yeah. Campbell's soup cans and stuff like that. So, yeah, I had to collect mm. them all and take the labels off and but it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And wow. like I said, that was my life. That was my lifestyle growing up on a lake. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, Chris, like all of the other callers, you know, we're hearing in your voice this reminiscing and, and beautiful, you know, mm -hmm. it sounds like really great memories for you. So thanks for sharing them with us here on the show today. Appreciate that very, very much. Before we go back, I just want to mention very quickly here, if I may, yes. that EWTN's family celebration is coming up. Debbie and I were at the one in Phoenix last fall, and you can be at this one in Birmingham, Alabama on August 25th. If you've never heard about the EWTN family celebration, it's an opportunity for you to get together with... Uh, thousands of other uh, listeners and supporters of EWTN. It's a free event. There are, are going to be speakers. You can visit the Shrine of the Most Blessed Sacrament, attend Holy Mass. And then it's off to the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex August 26th for all of the wonderful family celebration events. It is free. Again, like I said, go to EWTN.com slash family celebration to find out more and to register. Okay, so a lot of similar comments are coming in on YouTube and Facebook. Deborah with mowing lawns and um, all sorts of stuff like that and raking leaves. Oh, I loved that. Laura with potholders and, and, and uh, small newspaper route. Um, so we had similar jobs. I think there was only so many things we could do, you know, <laughs> yeah. given, you know, the time we lived in and where we lived in, in, in the U.S. And um, I know we have a lot of can uh, Canadian listeners. Um, but Jerry, I will tell you, it's kind of interesting. What I love about this is um, a lot of da uh, moms and dads did get involved. They actually promoted mm, yeah. their children being little mini entrepreneurs. I love that. Yeah. I, I think that's probably better, you know, when, when a child is going to do things like that. The parents, you know, sort of know a lot of the ins and outs and how things should be done. And you impart those to your kids at a young age and definitely going to stay with them through their entire lives. Mm-hmm. All right, so Terry is in Melbourne, Florida, listening to us on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Terry. Hi, how are you? Doing great. So happy you called. Uh, well, you know, um, I know um, there's a lot of people wanting to speak, so I'll, I'll go quick. Um, but a few things that I do recall uh, when I was a kid, um, it's hard to imagine nowadays, but uh, babysitting was big. And, um, and I did babysit quite a bit in the neighborhood, um, probably middle school years, um, and then, you know, had the little ones there that um, I took care of and just so enjoyed it. Um, in addition to that, of course, having the Kool-Aid stands, and we'd always have to almost fight and argue over which flavor Kool-Aid we were going <laughs> to sell at that day, and uh, probably drank more of the Kool-Aid than we sold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and and the one thing I remember is, remember the soda pop bottles? I grew up in Chicago, but... Um, We'd have those big grocery carts, but not the type that we have today, but the walking home type. And yeah. uh, with the soda pop bottles, um, if we would bring them back, if we had them in the home, and we'd bring them back or go to neighbors and, um, and see if we could bring them back for them, we usually got to keep the couple cents, the nickel or dime or whatever it was at the time um, of uh, having them be returned. And that was the big thing, of course, all those big glass bottles, whether it was Coke or Pepsi product or Fanta. 
So then mm-hmm. um, we ended up going where we would get those Swanson TV dinners. They were big on the scene, and that would be, like, such a treat for us to be mm-hmm. able to select our own. And if not, we'd walk home, and there was a – I was mentioning to um, the intake um, gentleman that uh, – We'd walk home, and there was a dry cleaner on the corner. And they always, around the holidays, around Easter, they'd have those blow-up Easter bunnies in the window mm. or the reindeers at Christmas time. And so if we had money, we would we'd be able to use our money there to, to purchase those. So just some good thoughts and good memories and something a little different than what some of the other callers had called in with and just thought I'd share. Well, Terry, we're glad that you did. And, you know, like some previous callers, you, uh, you know, it, you were very creative, you know, you thought you had a lot of ideas, you know, we talk about sort of the quote unquote lemonade stand and maybe doing one particular thing to raise a little pocket change when you're growing up. But sounds like you and, uh, you know, you had just a lot of different, very creative ideas and, um, you know, and you also had a purpose for doing that, you know, the things you mm-hmm. wanted to focus your, your financial gain on. So that was very, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you were speaking, Terry, I'm, I met the nicest families when I used to, um, um, with my friends, we used to go onto our, our babysitting, you know, route in our neighborhood. And, and we would all, we, our friends would all get, my friends would all get together and we would say, oh, we're going to, we're going going to babysit tonight for Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so. And then the other one would say, we're going to babysit. And we would trade around and we'd, we'd meet all these nice neighbors. It was really a beautiful time. You know, it's unfortunate um, that, you know, we hear that we don't live in those times anymore where people feel that comfortable. So this is, the, these are blessed memories, Terry. But Thank you so much for sharing, Jerry. Bernardino in Houston, we are not going to get to you. You're a first-time caller, but please do call on a future program. We would love to hear. You had some creative ways of raising money as well. And also want to thank um, uh, Abby from Oklahoma for your email about your daughter. We didn't get time for that. And the others who uh, put comments on social media. But in about 23-ish hours, we're going to be back with you. Yeah, during an amazing day, the Assumption of Mary. So, yes, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Um, so please, folks, uh, keep the conversation going, and you can email us at take2 at EWTN.com. Until tomorrow, have a beautiful and blessed day. And we ask St. Joseph, please pray for us. <laughs>